today's episode, we're speaking to Robert Lee, an NLP practitioner and now a photographer, about redefining what it means to be a man. Robert Lee. Yes. Yeah, nice to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, on Colour My Soul podcast. It's very <laughs> exciting. I'm very excited. And uh, you're very exciting or you're very excited? I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> like the topic that you've pitched to me is, um, you know, right up my alley and something I certainly want to, like, speak about. Yeah. Um, probably coming on the the other side of a, a bit of a, an awakening or a, or a spiritual journey or what people like to, you know, if they want to define what that actually was. I think for a long period of time I lived in an outer world and driven by ego and all that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, now I've come and realised that didn't bring me the happiness and joy and peace that I wanted in my life. Yeah. I've had to go back inside, you know, and and coming on the opposite side of that now, I think I can give a pretty good perspective on that topic because I've been both people. I've yeah, been the 100%. I've been the toxic man mm. and now I would like to consider myself a very well-balanced man. Yeah, um, love that. the other side. I'm super excited about this topic because, um, you know, of course, it even it's also talking about energy, right, like owning your masculine energy, anyone that wants to own their masculine within them. Of course. Um, whatever gender. Mm. Um, but, yeah, really talking about your journey today, and just asking some really uh, powerful questions that can yeah. get you thinking, but then also the listeners thinking. Of course. Um, and really take home some maybe lessons and learnings after this to go, oh, whoa, okay, I felt what he's felt. Of course. Maybe this is something I can take on. So, um, and I know you're an open book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people that know me would say that there isn't much that, you know, I don't say freely. So Which is amazing. Fact, yes, that labels me an open book. And I think... You know, for years I had a lot of shame and guilt about some of the things that I'd done in my life, but I've realised the power of sharing them. Yes. You know, when I sit with people now and I coach people and I'm able to to, to throw in, you know, something that's happened to me, Yeah. you know, they look at me differently because they're like, oh, oh yeah. my God, he's not this perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I picture him as this perfect person and it's like there's been many years where I've been the exact opposite. Absolutely. And not been in a good place and, and felt very... That, that is quite, like, that's a misconception with a lot of people who have mentors. Yes. Like, and that's one thing, I guess, as a, as a mentor and NLP practitioner for myself, what I always try and show people is I'm human too and I'll be raw and honest about Most when certainly. I, you know, I've been there and it's actually probably why we're passionate about what we do because yes. we get it. We get it. Yeah. And I don't think you can learn mm. unless you fuck up. Really, I, I think you need to get to a place yeah. where you have to review mm. your current situation or your current behaviours and analyse whether they're serving you anymore or they're not. Absolutely. You know, you get to a point where it's like, oh, my God, the same things keep happening to me. I get into the same relationships. They end up, it's like, yeah, no shit. The <laughs> universe is trying to show you something. Exactly. So it's about time you just stop. And like I said before, stop chasing the outward validation, the outward, you know, materialistic objects and mm. start working on that person inside because that's what the universe is really sh- trying to show you. It's saying Absolutely. stop. Yeah. You know, stop doing the same things to yourself. Stop just playing on repeat because yeah. it's a very energy is a very circular motion. It keeps coming around 
and it's going to show you the same lessons maybe in different ways over and, and over, over until again. you decide that you want to learn and it's right. such a personal journey like it's of course like <clears throat> i think um it's easy to point the finger like you said you continue to externalize and then when you understand that true happiness comes from within and that you know you start that journey of redefining who you authentically are that's that's where the power is yeah um but getting a little bit into your story <laughs> i would love for you to give everyone a little bit of a picture of you know a little bit of the beginning of your life then we'll talk a little bit about you know maybe when things started to become challenging of course um and then now through where you're at the current at this current time yeah um yeah just to give an idea so what was your childhood like? So what were your were your parents together? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing is, you know, um, is they have always been together. Um, mm -hmm. As much as a lot of people would see it as codependent kind of relationships, I think most people in that generation live in that. You know, they don't really have their own identity and they do everything together and decisions are, and, but it's a beautiful thing um from another perspective as well is mm -hmm. that they actually stayed and worked through things yes. you know and stuff which is very different to our generation when they run into problems and things yeah. get a little bit difficult they decide to leave because you know so so there's pros and cons of of that kind of relationship absolutely um, i suppose we grew up very very um clear gender roles my mm -hmm. parents um so dad, worker, you know, very hard worker, Yeah. come home, you know, mum would make dinner. She was the one who facilitated us taking us to school, you know, running us around to football training and, and looking after my friends when they come over and dad was just, you know, he was the worker. Yeah. And um, we also had a lot of fun with my dad. He was also the adventurous one. He's the one that went shooting and trapping and fishing and camping and mm -hmm took me out in the boat and we went skin diving and spear fishing. So I suppose there's this beautiful side to my dad as well. Yeah. Um, that is a, a healthy masculine to, sh to have shown me how to do that kind of stuff for myself. He was a mechanic, so we learned lots of mechanical stuff. And I mm -hmm. suppose those skills have always been, um, you know, really nice to have as a man, you know, in this, you know, even in this modern world, it's nice to be handy. Absolutely. Um, it allows me to play a very healthy masculine role in a normal relationship now. So mm. I, I thank my dad for that. My mum, very soft and loving, and that's where I get my kind heart and my nurturing side from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's very much like me, wears a heart on the sleeve, and, and unfortunately a lot of people do seem to take advantage of that. But, you know, I'm the same as her and we, we stay the same, you know. Like yeah. I, I don't let other people's you know, behaviour, mm, change me, you, yeah, yeah, yeah stop me from being, you know, loving and open and, and wanting to help people and contribute to society and do all that kind. So I, I've learned all that side from my mum. So I suppose when you look at my parents, um, although we can sit here and pick faults, you know, about how we were parented, as a whole, you know, I'm extremely grateful that, you know, they were my parents and yeah, um, they give me some really good, I suppose, um what do you call it um a platform um a foundation yeah to be able to grow from yeah. um yeah. I've, I've got a question coming to me and i don't know why mm -hmm. but i'm going to ask you do you think people can change so if you were already always a kind generous man and then you became 
another, you know, another version of yourself. Of like, what? How would you answer that that question? Can people change? Of course. Yeah. Um, I think from good to bad mm-hmm. because of you know a, a constant like if I'd let those people um, take advantage and manipulate me and and it, you know and I become closed off. Um, and not allow my heart to be open and, yeah. and I've done that, then then yes, mm. I can see how someone's behaviour would change. Mm. Um, I think their core of who they are would be very difficult to change, um, yeah. but I think the way that they present themselves and show up in the world and their behaviours would certainly change yeah. um, due to the um, outward circumstances of what they Totally. Done. And I guess, like, really when you think about it, like if we really think about the human race, of course there is a lot of, you know, a lot of bad things that happen in the world. But there is also um, people who, I mean, I think ultimately every human being wants to be seen, heard and loved. And Of course. And I think deep down people are good. <laughs> and I don't know if that's what, what I mean that is that we weren't born as babies going, hey, I'm going to, like, tear shit up and I'm going to, you know, like I, I think we were, like, the core of who we are minus the survival mode stuff. Of course. I think we, we truly are. I think every human wants connection and love, of course. you know. Um, yeah. And, and I think I think the NLP course reminded me of that, and which mm. was nice. It was nice to once again have an opportunity to stop with the judgment and look at people as whole beautiful and complete it's just their behaviors yes that are not yes so it's not that they're bad people at their core because you're right we're all Hmm. human beings but you know it's just their behaviors in the way in which they're acting and behaving that can change that can change yes that part of you can change absolutely for good and bad because Hmm. like i've said before i have been a toxic man um, and I haven't always shown up as the best version of myself, but I'm able to now. Yeah. So, of course, you can mm. absolutely change and turn that around for yourself. So when you talk mm. about this toxic masculinity, what do you believe evokes that in you? I think it's environment more so yeah. than anything. I think, you know, we always say if you want to be, a, you know, a millionaire, if you hang around five, you'll be a sixth. If you want to be a dickhead, go and hang around five and you'll be the sixth <laughs> dickhead. So it's like, you yeah. know, you really, I, I grew up um, as a quite gifted football player, so I was already in, you know, that, what do you call it at school? It's like just a, it's a boys club, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's having an ability to be good at sport or be fit and stuff like that just put me into that group. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went and joined the military on okay. top of that, yep. which is, you know, again, um, a toxic masculine environment where your emotions are suppressed, you're forced into drinking and having sex with women, doing all mm. that stuff as a, you know, as a, you know, sprouting like a peacock at how many chicks that you've slept with and it's, mm-hmm. it becomes part of who you are because of the people that you're around it suddenly becomes your normal yeah you know it was it's not who you are as a core but if you want to be accepted by those groups you tend to take on some of their absolutely um, some of their behaviors um Mm. 
Yeah, and I suppose I, I, well, I had a significant incident happen to me while I was serving overseas in the military. I unfortunately had a son that passed away. Oh, I um, so he was 11 months old and, and very, very difficult. Yeah, I probably went um, downward from there. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I had most of my life pretty well together um, mm. up until then. And, and then I just chose to go off the rails a little bit. Um, yeah. at that stage I, I guess well we, at that time you wouldn't have thought you had a choice that was the only way that you knew how to cope right I think that's the thing if you look at people you know we're just doing the best we can with the skills that we have Absolutely. at the time and when he passed away when I was 20 mm. I mean what fucking skills did I have at 20 yeah, and navigate through that's so hard like, that, like to go through what you went through I mean I know we've spoken mm. about this but yeah that that would have um that would have been such a uh, a really just I don't know I can't even explain how hard that would have been um I, how, how do you so when this did happen yes is this when you feel like the direction you know when you start to get into addictions and, of course like yeah. I think I think you know when you're like I got brought up with a father that we didn't really speak mm. you know what I mean and when things come up for me I don't feel like I had a lot of people to go to I don't blame him but i i wasn't emotionally able mm. to tell people i was struggling to tell people that i wasn't doing well to admit as a man that i was laying in bed and crying myself to tears and mm. i was unable to get out of bed in the morning and i had suicidal thoughts and all that kind of stuff yeah i think it's you know i oh, i fucking didn't have the skills to deal with that at the time so yeah. i just went out and band-aided that as best as i possibly can yeah. sex alcohol gambling yeah. drugs whatever it was yeah i did it yeah and someone like me i'm probably not the best person to do that because i also am a very um addictive personality and a perfectionist so if i do something yeah i do it fucking really you do well. it. <laughs> yeah. you do it properly. good or bad yeah. So I, um, you know, that led down a road, you know, mm. it took me to places um, that ended up with me losing my marriage. It ended up with me losing my business that I'd spent 10 years growing. I lost, mm. you know, an investment property and a property that we owned as well on top of that. Yep. So I could say that that's, that's the point where you hit rock bottom. Yeah. You know, it's the yep. point where you're like, <sighs> you know like what else what else yeah. like this but i suppose you know for a long time you can sit and i had i live my life um with a chip on my shoulder mm -hmm. you know i was angry yeah um, so this is the word that i actually just wrote down <laughs> anger i would love for you to talk into this because i know um certain people in my life yeah. who have really suffered from anger. And I know for me personally even, anger was such an um, unhealthy version of my masculine. Of course. Um, and it was all around control because I didn't, you know, past things that happened, I didn't feel I was in control. So, therefore, no one was taking control. I was in control. And anyone that, you know, <laughs> came along my path, nah, nah, I'm in control. 
and it, it comes across as it can come across as rude and so many in so many different ways but you know what I was just I was personally trying to cope yeah. and I know that um uh from a lot of things that I've read up on men actually feel anger in a different part of the body to okay. women Wow. Um, I, I believe men hold it all up here in yeah. the shoulders. I was going to say, I think like, women hold it more like in the chest sort of I was going to say chest area. and heart. Like yeah. It's very, very mm. closed off. You want to close off that heart. And it's interesting. Yeah. I did a breathwork thing um, with Luke McLean a few a few months ago. And it yeah. was, we went and he made us all hug each other. Mm. And every man, every man, sorry, um, yeah. hugged themselves with their heart facing away. To protect their heart and oh, he yeah. actually picked up on it and then made us go heart in and i was like yeah oh shit like we do we actually just in in a way we're protecting our heart yeah. you know what i mean so and a lot of women they actually yeah. hug my friends taught me this to always hug with your heart they hug with their heart yeah, yeah it's very, um so it's a very it's interesting it's very can you talk into anger yeah. a little bit and how maybe you dealt with your anger and what actually maybe deep down was why you were angry, not just obviously with what happened with your son. but I think there's yeah. a very important um, phrase that I've read and I like it. It, it says hurt people hurt people mm. and that's where it comes from. Yeah. It's just you're, you're angry at what's happened to you. I look at it differently now because I look at the world like, um, it, you know, the, the, the world is happening like for me and not to me. Yeah. But it's very hard to like, you know, when my son passed away, I couldn't imagine sitting in the place I am looking back on that and being grateful mm. to some degree for that. Because if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be who I am today mm. and mm. be able to influence and help other men in the way that I do, yeah. I wouldn't have had that perspective. Yeah. And and although it's, you know, it still hurts and it's raw to say because it's like I don't care and it's like I do, but I understand now um, that universal lesson that things are happening for you and not to you. So it's such a huge thing to come to. Um, anger. I notice when I get anger, it's because I've got expectations around things that don't happen the way that I picture them to happen. Mm. So I've learned to drop them away. I've learned to go into something and be completely present, yeah. which is very difficult because we can all look back mm. in our life and be angry at the things that we've done and the reason we are where we are today going, fuck, I wish I'd done this. And you know, but like I was, I, I missed out on finishing before when I when my son died. It's hard to say now, looking back and, and understanding um, why that happened. Mm. Like, so when you're in the middle of being angry and upset and pissed off and wanted to blame people and whatever, it's very hard to see why that's actually happening to you. It's mm. happening to you for a very good reason. It's happening to you because uh, let's use my fucking wife cheated on me just mm. out there since we're talking about men. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to see in that point of view that that's better for you that that happened mm. at that point in time mm. in your life. Absolutely. You know, to fast forward two years and then, you know, go into another relationship where you're actually respected and valued on another level that obviously clearly wasn't happening in that mm. relationship back then. It's very difficult because we hold on to this fucking attachment of like, of what something was supposed to look like, mm. just I've learned just to let 
things be the way they are and and understand that life is never going to be easy, but it's never going to be too hard for too long. Mm. It just goes in ebbs and flows. We get challenged and then we get a bit of calm waters for a while. Then the next challenge will come. Mm. And the people I notice that do particularly well in life are just the people who are able to navigate through that. hundred percent. The best. I agree So they use the skills that they have to Mm. navigate through. Yeah. Um, uh, can I add to this? Because yes. I feel like this is really important with what you're saying, is that um, this week has been a very interesting week. <laughs> um, my bird died. It got eaten by my friend's dog. Um, so then after that I hit a curb and now my car's potentially right off and then uh, my, my phone smashed. Um <laughs> So there's been wow. a few things, and the thing is, it was a, it's a snowball because I've just started doing some other work, and it's like getting there, and so then the the car thing, and then the bike to challenge, right? So yeah, and it's like <laughs> oh, now I don't have a phone to do that. So it's crazy how much we can rely on the external sometimes, but in that thing of sometimes things happen, and at the time you don't quite understand it. Of course, it's interesting because the other day when I hit my car. I was on, on Tapley's Hill Road. I was pulled over to the left. My car was like, oh, 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 wobbly. And I sat there and I knew that I had two two options. One was to completely overreact yep. and one was to sit there with absolute, like, you know, thank God I'm actually fine. So yep. number one, like, I'm fine. And number two, yeah, I have a choice in the way I'm responding right now. This wonderful, beautiful man Um parks his car up the road, crosses the road over to me and says, all I want to know is, are you okay? Yeah. And I said, thank you so much. Yes, I am okay. And he said, I'll wait for you to get out of the car and I'm just going to be over here. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll stand with you yep. while you wait for the police cars because I know if it was me, I would want to be with someone yeah. and I would want someone to be here with me. And I said, you have no idea how much of a kind human being you are. Yeah. Renews, to just renews your faith in humanity. Uh, oh, like so that. much. And so I said to this beautiful man, I said, um, like you're I can already see how how wonderful he was. And um uh, he he was saying, like, you know, I was gonna speak to a psychologist, and I said, Oh, that's okay, like, you know, this is what I do. And um, and then it, we just got along talking. He, I messaged him saying thank you and I said, look, I'd really offer, love to offer you some time um, with me to work through some stuff if you want to because of your kind gesture. And um, by the way, I have this podcast. <laughs> he listened to every episode, bless him. Loves it. And he, he said to me, you have no idea how much I, I can't uh, wipe the smile off my face and there is a reason why you and I met. And I said, you know, when I before the accident that morning, I felt like something was different about that morning. Yeah, something was going to happen that day. Yeah. yeah. And when he came over and we started talking, I automatically felt that he, if that was the only reason it happened, then for me to meet him and for that interaction to happen, yeah. that that is like for me, well, it's not, and that's, you know, like, and once we start trusting things on that level, mm. like we just, I just trust now, and yeah. and I, I suppose I had to trust myself, you know what I mean, and that's a very difficult thing. Mm. Um, 
you know, thing I talk about with a lot of my clients now is integrity mm. as a man is probably the biggest thing that I talk about through all of those things happening to me and me losing everything and blaming everybody else. Mm. My integrity when I was like, you know, sleeping with multiple women, taking drugs on the weekend, mm. not showing up to work, mm. you know, lying to people, stealing money, doing all the things that you do to facilitate all of that behavior. Yep. Your integrity was shit. Mm. And as, so true, as, as a man, that I suppose what hurts the most is when people say things about you and it's actually true. Mm. Like that cuts you. Mm. Then you have to start owning that, you know, and lots Being of other men still don't. Like I still, you know, I work around men that are just completely unaware of yeah. their own behaviour and the, and the things that they do that cause themselves the pain that they're going through. Yeah. They're still on that cycle yeah. of repeat. Yep. Of yep. going, it's somebody else's fault. Yes. I'm going to blame you, 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 and take no ownership over their own integrity yeah. and their own behaviour because as soon as that changed for me, yeah. as soon as I started showing up yeah. for myself, yeah. as in I know I'm a kind person. Yeah. My behaviours and the things, oh, I've always been kind to people. Let me say Yeah, yeah of course. I've always yeah. been, I've been a personal trainer for 15 years. I've always given to others. Yes. Where I was failing was that I wasn't actually giving and being kind to myself. Yes. So I think that's the um, most important thing with, is talking about your integrity. It's oh, talking about sure. how you're showing up. It's talking about owning, you know, your own shit and not projecting that onto other people. And I think if we can get most men to, you know, be talking about that, we can take them away from this, you know, toxic kind of man mm. that that's a, it's a community problem. Mm. It's a society problem that we've created this. Yeah. Um, mm. it, it's been through you know, I, I, I explained before about gender roles. It's one massive thing that's happened in the last 20 years. And Absolutely. If we, if we can focus, I mean, you know, let's be clear to the audience, everyone is made up of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. It's just, um, and if you looked at like a homosexual couple, yeah. even, they work because one is more masculine and the other is more feminine. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter about whether you're male or female. Mm -hmm. What matters is the sexual polarity between two people and one being masculine and one being feminine. Yeah. Now, my mum and dad, beautiful balance of that except for the other. Yeah. So my dad can't show any of his feminine side mm -hmm. and my mum is being suppressed by him and can't show any of her masculine traits. Mm. So it's not a dance. It's, yeah. not, it's not a beautiful dance between two people where one's able to be quite assertive and the other one mm. listens. It is really a dance. Isn't it's it? a dance. It's, it it's to make that work, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think mm. that as a society, removing gender roles and making it very confusing Yeah. Um, for a man like me, my recent, you know, obviously I broke up with my wife five years ago and, mm. you know, over the last few years have decided to date. Yeah. And 
I found... That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just flow into that. Yeah, then. let's go into that. It's like, you know, How was love. dating for you in this time? I love dating. I truly do. I, yeah. I love meeting people. I love new experiences. Mm. And it does renew my faith in humanity that there is actually kind and beautiful people out there because all the people that I have um, chosen to spend time with are just that. Yeah. It's just has it worked out? No, but um, that's okay. Um, my recent relationship, like, has. Yeah. And that's great and, you know, and that's just the constant. What, what do you believe has changed since you've decided or since you've transitioned into yeah. this redefining what it means to be um, your authentic version of being a man? Okay. Um, how do you think that has changed now from, like, dating to now this this person that you're with. Okay. Mm. I think parts of me I didn't want to let go. Like when my son died, I pushed everyone that I loved away from me and I was actually did that as a defence mechanism. Yeah. Um, I got tattooed, I took steroids and got big, mm -hmm. did bodybuilding for years and really all I was doing when I analyse it now is that I was building up this outer armour this exterior that I wanted everyone to leave me the fuck alone. Mm. And I think I could, until I dropped that, which is ego, you know, once you can drop that as a male and realise that, you know, it's important that you're doing all this stuff on the outside, the cars, mm. the clothes, the party drugs, the steroids, the look, mm. it's all just outward validation bullshit. Mm. Once you realise that what someone genuine is after, mm. so the girls that were attracted to me when I was like that wouldn't mm. really be the type of girls that I would want to take home to mum, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. That what I was actually searching for was so far out of alignment with who I was that I had to come back into alignment with myself. So Absolutely. I had to do a lot of work around my values, what I actually valued. I had only really been in relationships that, um, you know, I didn't always have a voice, you know, and mm. I didn't, I wasn't able to say things emotionally as they were coming up for me. Yep. Um, yeah. All of those things. I wasn't, it wasn't like now when, you know, I'm able to put in healthy boundaries and stuff and you know that i it, it's navigating through and learning what a fully functional 2021 relationship looks like mm. is it like my parents relationship absolutely not that generation is gone but you have to understand that as a man i was influenced by my dad yeah and, and i was shown how to be a man or not be a man in certain areas yeah by him by my environment by growing up, football, army, you know, you can see how you can take on, you know, um, influence from other people that aren't being an awakened man. You know, yeah. it's not the man that's going to survive now. It's not what's being sought after now. Um, that footy dude, mm. <laughs> you know, walking around the pub with his chest sticking out and stuff like that's dead, you know, mm. like... I, I can, I can oh, tell I see you. a lot of men now, like they they have such a gentleness. 
it's, a tough, a tough gentleness about yeah. about them. It's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful balance to be both masculine and feminine. Yeah. To be um, aware of your emotions. Yeah. To be able to communicate them effectively mm. within a relationship. Yeah. And this doesn't only work well at home. It's beautiful to be working with these kind of men oh, too. Absolutely. Um, it's it works to be emotionally intelligent as a man mm. should be the most sought after skill oh, to have someone absolutely. like that in your workplace, um, to have someone like that around you, to have someone like that influence you. Mm. And the, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I will add as well um, in here, sorry, like in terms yeah. of like, like attracts like. Yes. So although you and I have transitioned into this phase, um, there's a lot of people out there that are still attracting the other. Of course. Um, and so I think it can have a lot to do with where you're at in your life, mm -hmm. how much you value yourself, how much you believe you're worthy of, of, of those things. Because I can tell you now, that type of guy that you used to be, there yeah. was a big part of me that found that attractive. Yeah. Now, and the other Absolutely. guy used to actually make me feel a little bit unsettled. Okay. Whereas now... It's the opposite. It's the opposite because yeah. I value me and I value gentleness and yes. I value someone who's genuine, who's going to take yeah. care of me. But this internal conflict can happen with a lot of women if they don't have the worthiness piece. And that's that's also oh, yeah. another it's a, yeah, side to it. It's a, it's a healthy masculine male. I mean, I can still be the man who leads mm. and who's very strong and firm in my beliefs, who's very certain about my purpose, mm. but I can also drop in and be a very good listener, mm. you know, and I can also show emotion and I can be affectionate, yeah. you know, and loving and caring and all of those things. Yeah. It's it's just showing men the balance. That's you know, okay. A, it's to a toxic man is just someone who's out of balance. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not full. They're yeah. not whole. They're actually just showing up in, in all the areas in all the wrong ways, but they don't realize i suppose i had to realize i got to a point where my behaviors were no longer serving me and i started an inward journey to work out how my life ended up the way that it ended up you know how why did my marriage end and i had to go in and, and analyze that and i wanted to analyze that because um I do believe in the morals of marriage. I do believe in love. Mm. And I know that I'm deep down a nice person, even though some of my behaviours wouldn't have shown that to other people at certain times in my life. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start working out so I didn't take that into the next relationship. Yeah. You know, and that's important. And I think it comes from that. It comes from reaching a point where you want to change. Yes. Being aware enough that your current behaviours aren't serving you anymore mm -hmm. and wanting to learn more. Mm. Um, uh, as a PT for 15 years, most of my clients are female. Mm. And I've analysed that over the years and I've worked out that's because they actually recognise areas that they're not doing well in and they're happy to seek and ask for help and advice in those areas yes whereas men are like oh fuck that i know fucking everything and it's mm. like dude you know nothing yeah when you think you're the master of everything yeah you know nothing you actually <laughs> know nothing yeah agreed you need to always be the student yeah you know like well i think when you get to that point of like 
I'm making X amount of money and I'm doing this and your society, mm. you know, successful, I think, you know, that is a problem. Yeah. Because there's another whole level of stuff that that dude has fucking no understanding about. And I didn't either. Yeah. I was wondering why my life was being challenging after mm. challenging after challenging, even though seemingly um, from the outside, you know, people would look at my life like it was successful. Like, look at this dude. He's fucking yeah. killing it. Yeah. He looks great. He's fucking fit. He's got a nice looking wife. He's got money. Mm. He's got, you know, they didn't realize that underneath, underneath all those layers were layers and layers of like shit. Yeah. That we are the diamond where <laughs> shit builds up around it. And all we're doing now, and all your word, you in terms of this process is chipping away at that dirt that the diamond's been surrounded by, but we are the diamond, right? I know. Um, would love to soon end on a question. Yes. If you could speak to your 15-year-old version of yourself or your 20-year-old version even um, of yourself, what would you say to him if you if he was right here in front of you now? What would you say to him from the level of, of perspective that you have now about what it means to to own that authentic part of you? Just be yourself. Because I feel like this whole journey has just led me back to myself. I feel like the 15-year-old kid yeah. that people loved. They, you know, because I was before life happened to me. Yeah. And before I let um, all the influences around me change who I actually was at my core. Yeah. I would go back and just say, dude, you just do you. Mm. You know, just do you. Yeah. Stop trying to fucking have the Lambo, the houses, the yeah. fucking all the bullshit that's on social media these days, which is another whole subject on its own. Um, just be you. Yeah. And just love who you are because nobody is like you. Yeah. You are fucking unique. Mm. You know, there is not another person on the planet that thinks and sees the world in the same way that you do. Mm. So just be you. Yeah. And you never know. You know, and I think the, the more I line back to that person, the more beautiful opportunities to do things that actually align with me, as in now moving into doing photography and yes. all this beautiful creative stuff that I liked when I was a kid that got shut down because, you know, I used to like to dress nice and, and people thought I was gay. Mm. So it's, you know, to have all those things suppressed and change things about yourself yeah. along the way. Um, only to go back to that now and be picking up that and allowing myself that creative, beautiful feminine side of myself mm. to come out and like yeah, it, it, anything that was you know exposed <laughs> as like a guy that wore something nice or yeah. a guy that expressed any type of femininity it was always like he's gay and it's like no, Shocking. yeah, like and even if I mean it doesn't even matter even if there were but that doesn't mean that someone you know what I mean like it just because I think that's where the um the whole femininity part like that suppression of that it's misunderstood it, it creates yeah. all sorts of um labels it creates all sorts of expectation judgment. and judgment and non-acceptance and of course yeah i think totally. that's it's a great place that well, i mean my daughter's 21 this year and such a beautiful girl um mm. when you talk to her 
it's not the same racist, homophobic, sexist, relate, you know, conversation yeah. that I would have with my father's generation. Mm. And I'm fucking proud of that because yeah. it stopped with me. You know, as much as I was influenced by that, I don't see it in her. Mm-hmm. I don't see a grain of it in her. And when she looks at relationships, you know, there is a balance there. You know what I mean? There is a nice balance, you know. And I, I think that's that's the um, that's our job, you know, is to change Absolutely. it in this generation. Absolutely. You know, we've I've been looking at some posts lately about, you know, narcissism and sociopaths and anger problems in men and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, wow, we just, we're labelling like a community problem. And it's actually making us have sides. There's actually Mm. like the women that are, you know, are are coming up and coming out of these toxic relationships and and finding their voice and, and becoming powerful and stuff like that, you know. And then there's, I suppose, the people like me that are trying to change, yeah. you know, from being one of those men, mm. not to say that I was ever narcissistic or, you, yeah. know, you know, didn't commit anything like domestic violence and stuff. It's like it's still it's a community problem, yeah. you know, by suppressing the femininity by we, we've created our own problem. Yeah. How do we come together to fix the problem? Yeah, totally. And conversations like what we're having are a good place to start. Absolutely. It's like. How do you redefine? How do we share our experience yeah. um, in order to um, help someone else, you know, enable them to become a little bit more aware or they're just like, oh, wow, you know, that that also is how I'm behaving. These are the things that are happening mm. to me. Good. Mm. Um, but, but the old, you know, my father wouldn't admit to anything. He, mm. They actually, um, you know, they like to be seen in society as perfect. Everything's perfect, you know, like you might be yelling at each other in the home mm. and then you leave to go out and it's like, shh, you know, like we've got to act and behave like everything's perfect. Yes. And it's, you know, that kind of flowed on through um, and caused a whole swag of its own problems, as did a lot of stuff. But like I said, there's been a lot of positive changes. The last 20 years, you know, we're, we're starting to fix everything. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, recognising the Aboriginal people and, and undoing some of the damage that's done there. Yes. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Beautiful thing. And yeah. then we're looking at equality for men and women. Yeah. Beautiful. We're looking at how does that work. We're in a we're in a society now that's like working out how that It really works. is. It is. Working out yeah. the removal of gender roles. How does that work? Yeah. What does that look like? Yep. Let's have these conversations. Let's not form groups of hatred against each Absolutely. other that, that only divide us more. We're the human race. I think yeah. I think that's one thing I get frustrated with. I mean, because I've always been someone, always since I was a kid, I've always seen the soul of a person. I, I really couldn't care less about other things. Of course. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that point of what you made, that it, whilst we're trying to create acceptance, I think that's why we are creating those communities and those groups, What's the, what it's actually doing is causing separation. Causing separation. Yeah, it's like, here, look, this community accepts me for being this way. This community accepts me for being this way. Yeah. And what we're doing is just creating separate communities of acceptance when really we're just the human race. Yeah, we're just. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it, that part is, it's a very, I mean, it's a whole other topic in itself. But it is. You're um, doing amazing stuff. So. Thank you. It's yeah. just, um, like I said, I, 
I want to impart on people before I leave. There's a lot of shame and guilt. Um, there's a lot of regret of a lot of things that I've done in my life. But, you know, at my worst, I was suppressing all of those things. Yeah. You know, at my best, I was acknowledging those things and I was looking for strategies to improve myself. Yes. And, and owning that, you know, not sitting in the shame and guilt and blame and hate. It's very low, you know, frequencies to be functioning from. Um, yeah. What's better is to acknowledge that you're not in a good place and yeah. that at some point, you know, the things that you did contributed to that. Yeah. Own it. You yeah. know, stop blaming and hating everybody else for your current circumstance. Just own it. Yeah. It, and it's nice. I think things start to change then. It's like, okay, so you didn't exactly do well in these areas. Okay. So as a man, what's hard? What's hard is to admit fault. Mm. What's hard is to reach out and find my voice and ask other men for help. Exactly. Because, you know, that's that's been suppressed out of us is to admit that we're not doing well, mm. you know. And the suicide rates are mm. alarming. Mm. You know, they alarm me that a man would need to get to the point where he would rather take his own life than reach out for help. And I'm mm -hmm. sure all the families and people that have been affected, you know, like me, I've had two of my close friends in the military commit suicide in the last, mm. you know, 10 years. Mm. Um I would have wished that they'd just, you know, had been able to communicate that yeah. and, and seek the help that they needed, you know. Absolutely. Um, and you, you doing this podcast, and this is actually one of the biggest intentions of the podcast, yeah. is I put out there that whoever it reaches, it's for a reason. They hit my podcast for a reason because I remember at one point in my life where I was wanting to die. Of course. And where I had, if someone had just given me the permission to speak yeah. and actually had openly spoken like you have today yeah. and like we continue to speak. Of course. Um, to go, oh, like me too. I, <laughs> I, Yeah, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Like I have those thoughts and those feelings as well. And by hearing that now, I know that I can either reach out to that person or I've now got permission to actually step into what I'm shameful and guilty about which is, as an NLP practitioner, that's something that I'm hugely, you know, as, as yourself, like to help people through that toxic time well, or, you know, that I love that as a coach. Healing. As I'm sitting there healing them, I'm actually healing myself. Oh, yeah. Because the same shit that's coming up for them, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's, it's, there's that's, always. That's exactly what I yeah. <laughs> oh, like. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to share mm -hmm. because we all have our own shit mm. and we're all just dealing with life as best as we can. Yeah. And it's about time that we just started looking at that as that person is a human being yes. at their core and their behaviours are not good. Yeah. But why? Mm. I mean, why is that person a junkie? Mm. We can judge them for being, but they probably have a very genuine reason why they've ended up down Absolutely. that Absolutely, yeah. You know, and we can sit and judge or we can or we can band together mm -hmm. and we can start to fix some of these problems. Yeah, not, absolutely. I don't like the word fix because they're not broken. But mm, That's a good point. It's, it's um, you know, how can we change their behaviours? How can we make that person love themselves more? Yeah, you definitely. Know, how can we show them that, they aren't a result of all the choices that they've made because some of those choices have been made for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, so yeah, definitely. How, how do we help? And and for me, I'm just like, right, it 
my story doesn't own me anymore from the moment that I speak it. Oh, I like that. Like it no longer mm. owns me because before then it owned me. Yeah. And I used to want to keep it secret. And then people said things about it. And I was like, oh, that's actually true. They can say whatever the fuck they want now because I've spoken my truth and I don't carry it around anymore. There you go. It's, it's not going to define me for the rest of my life. It was a chapter of my life which I learned a lot from. And it's made me the person that I am today. And yeah. and that's a good thing. So if people are sitting there, this is only a moment in time yes. of your whole life. Mm. It could be a 10-year chapter like what mine was that I'm not proud of. Mm. But you can absolutely turn it around. Yes. But it takes you. Yeah, it takes you. And no you, one's going to do that proof. for you. You're living proof. You. Can we end on one yes. one? Okay, so I did a podcast with someone called Renata Mueller. She's a beautiful um, woman. She's a coach as well um, from Germany. She asked me this question on, I was on her podcast, and it was something along the lines, and this is what I'm going to get you to end it with. If you had a microphone that was to go out to the entire world and there was complete silence for one minute. For one minute. I'm just going to say one minute. <laughs> Or 30 seconds, whatever you want. But if you had absolute, the, the whole of the world's attention with one microphone and your voice was the only one that spoke, what would you want to say to humanity? I want you to question the whole system. I want you to question the fragment of society mm. because we create our own problems. I want you to start questioning things. And I want you to start treating each other with love and respect. And I want us to start reconnecting because although we feel we're connected, we are the most disconnected that we've ever been. We are not meant to live in this way. We are meant to live in harmony with nature. We are meant to give and not take. And there's a lot, a lot of ways in which we have allowed our world to be taken over by the rich and powerful who have influenced a lot of the world that we live in at the moment. So if I had a minute to say that without any interruptions so people would start questioning their reality and start asking themselves, are they actually truly aligned and are they actually truly happy or are they living someone else's expectations of what their life should look like boom and you know what i'm not even going to talk from any further from here <laughs> we're leaving it right here okay okay thank you very much for being here my pleasure absolutely love you and <laughs> love um <laughs> we will uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed and just sit back and ponder on that <laughs> <laughs>